Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. of ice and fire hello there listeners it's time for another quiz of ice and fire i'm your host lady guinevere and i'm also your host i'm yoke boy and we are radio westeros today we have another of our trivia quizzes about a song of ice and fire this feature was unlocked by our patrons and there is no patron charge for these bonus quiz episodes Yeah, and so thanks to all of our patrons for their continued support. And today we're very happy to welcome Zach Bluey from Game of Owns podcast as our special guest. We joined Zach and Hannah um, last show season to discuss an episode of Game of Thrones, but this is his first time joining us, and we are very happy to welcome him here to Radio Westeros. Zach, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was nice to meet you in person in Ohio last month, and I'm still waiting to meet you, Yoke Boy. Oh, it'll happen. It's drawing near. Some con, someday I'll be there. I'm hoping for Dragon Con. I'm going to be twisting your arm until it happens, virtually. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. Great. Uh, and we're obviously excited to have you on here, Zach. And for you guys at home, if you're keeping score, it might be a good idea to get a pen and paper handy now. There are going to be 15 questions, and today's topic is Houses of Westeros. This is the third time we've covered this subject. Yeah, and corresponding with the previous episodes, we have 15 questions on Westerosi houses for you. From obscure vassals to major houses and everything in between, pit your wits against us and see how many you can score. Remember, we enjoy having you shout out your scores across social media on our YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon. Uh, Last time we did have a few people who had perfect scores, so we wonder if we're going a little too easy on you all. Let us know for sure. And now let's get started, and we're going to hand it over to Zach for question number one. All right, everyone. Question number one, the first question. Which nightly house produced three tall, hook-nosed brothers whose names all begin with an O, causing purposeful confusion to the reader. Yeah, purposeful confusion. I'm confused already. Can you get that one, guys? And on to question number two. Which noble house from the Reach claimed the seat Honeyholt on the Honeywine River and boast a sigil featuring 
three beehives. Okay, I'm not so good about houses from the reach, but this one is seated at Honeyholt. And now question three is a about a northern house, a minor northern house, which had one member who died at the Tower of Joy, and one who was a master at arms, and one who was a captain of the guard. Who could that be? And on to question number four. Which house from the Crownlands lost their lordly contingent to extinction during the defiance of Duskendale, which saw this house taking King Eris captive at their home of the Dunfort? Yes, so who was made extinct after the defiance of Duskendale? Can you get that one? And on to question number five. Which northern house have a cook named Gage, whose child is called Turnip? Hmm, kids named after vegetables. Okay, which northern house does that one belong to? Now on to question six. Which Riverlands house does King Robert and his party visit in A Game of Thrones that has a sigil of a black plowman on a brown field? A black plowman on a brown field. Maybe you'll get question seven. Which house from the Reach split into two branches? Both are apple-related. Hmm. Yeah, Reach house splitting in half with an apple theme. Can you get that one? And on to question number eight. And speaking of houses sworn to Highgarden, name the noble Reach house whose sigil contains a red huntsman on green and whose ancestral sword is Heartsbane. So, once again, a house from the Reach. Not my strong suit, but this one is claiming their ancestral sword, Heartsbane. Maybe you'll get that one. So, question nine is, which house from Cape Wrath in the Stormlands was founded only in 282 AC? I don't think you're taking it easy on them this time, guys. (laughs) (laughs) On to question 10. Which northern house, whose lands border with the Boltons and Manderleys, have a distinctive bull moose featured on their sigil? Yeah, bull moose on their sigil. Doesn't that sound awesome? Who are we talking about? Which house? And on to question number 11. Which house are known for fighting with the Dornish and have three oak leaves in their sigil? Hmm. I might actually know this one. Three oak leaves. Number 12. Which northern house apparently gained their island when a Stark won it in a wrestling match and bestowed it upon them? I want to hear more about this tale. (laughs) But I have to read question 13. Will you answer correctly? Which house from Sandstone in Western Dorne sports a sigil containing three black scorpions on red? Yeah, three black scorpions on red. I think this might be quite a tricky one. So some of you that are familiar with sigils will give it your best shot, I'm sure. And on to question number 14, penultimate question. For half a point each, name the two notable houses which were extinguished in 261 AC. Okay, two recently extinguished houses. 
And every quiz episode has its softball. And question 15. We want to know which house with a strategic seat has two blue towers and a bridge on silver on their sigil. Okay, that was all of our questions for today. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back for the answers. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back. We're going to go through the questions one more time, only this time we're going to give you the answers. So starting with question one, over to Zach. Question one. Which knightly house produced three tall, obedient, hook-nosed brothers whose names all begin with an O? You know who they are. Osney, Osmond, Osfried. You know those guys. The answer, House Kettleblack. Yes, the answer is the Kettleblacks. And here's a quote from A Clash of Kings with Tyrion. In truth, after a brief call at the Great Scepter Baylor, Cersei would don a plain brown traveller's cloak and steal off to meet a certain hedge knight with the unlikely name of Sir Osmond Kettleblack and his equally unsavoury brothers Osney and Osfried. Lancer has told him all about them. Cersei meant to use the Kettleblacks to buy her own force of swords. So we can see what role the Kettleblacks are playing initially back in Clash there. And on to question two. This was the question about a noble house from the Reach who claimed the seat Honeyholt on the Honeywine River and they boast a sigil of three beehives. Anyone know their bees? This is House Beesbury. Yep, that's House Beesbury sworn to House Hightower. And uh, notable Beesberries in the novels, it was one Sir Bertram Beesbury who delivered the news of the Red Wedding to Jamie and the devastated Brienne in the Riverlands. Here's a quote from that. They had been at Brindlewood when they had the news from a red-faced tub of a knight named Sir Bertram Beesbury, whose arms were three beehives on a field striped black and yellow. So the Beesbury's there. And now question three was about which minor northern house had one member who died at the Tower of Joy. 
one who was a master at arms and one who was a captain of the guard. And the answer is House Cassell. Sad stories for the Cassells. Martin Cassell died at the Tower of Joy. Martin's brother, Roderick, he was master at arms at Winterfell until he was slain by Ramsay Snow. And of course, Martin's son, Jory, was captain of the Winterfell Guards and was killed by Lannister soldiers under the orders of Jamie Lannister. That was in book one, The Game of Thrones, and it still haunts me to this day. With the additional death of Jory's three brothers in their youth, all in all, quite a tragic house. So sad. Jory's my favorite. It's, I love Jory too. It wasn't that such a bummer the way it just that whole situation worked out. Ugh, it's one of the most cringy moments in the series for me. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. Show and books. Same. Like, um, yeah, just ugh, falling. The me. horse falling on the leg is is terrible. But also Jamie just with that stab. That was an interesting mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on to question four. Which house from the Crownlands lost their lordly contingent to extinction during the defiance of Duskendale? And the answer, House Darklin. Yeah, another tragic house there, House Darklin. And in A Feast for Crows, the maester for House Riker, the current lords of the Dunfort, tells Brienne a little bit of their history. He says... In Duskendale, they love Lord Dennis still, despite the woe he brought them. Tis Lady Sarala that they blame, his mirish wife. The lace serpent, she is called. If Lord Darklin had only wed a Staunton or a Stokeworth, well, you know, you know how small folk will go on. The lace serpent filled her husband's ear with mirish poison, they say, until Lord Dennis rose against his king and took him captive. In the taking, his master at arms, Sir Simon Hollard, cut down Sir Gwain Gaunt of the King's Guard. For half a year, Ares was held within these very walls, whilst the king's hand sat outside Duskendale with a mighty host. So there's an excerpt about the defiance of Duskendale. It's quite a grisly tale in its entirety. And on to question five now. Which northern house have a cook named Gage, who you'll remember has a child called Turnip? And the answer is, and how many of you got this one? It's House Stark. There are too many Stark questions that could stump people, but... I'm betting this one did. But Gage is actually known for being the resident cook at Winterfell. He's the one who made all those lemon cakes for Sansa. And when Osha was put to work in the Winterfell kitchens, they developed a sort of quid pro quo arrangement where she could visit the Winterfell God's Wood from time to time in exchange for her lifting her skirts for him from time to time. So... That's Gage for you. Um, and of course, being a wildling, Osha didn't seem to mind that arrangement. Um, then there was also uh, the interesting bit of trivia about Gage's child, Turnip. So aside from being named for a vegetable, this character is noted to be male by Bran in A Clash of Kings. He mentions him several times, actually. But then if you flip to the appendix of the very same book, Turnip is called the Pot Girl. 
So either gender fluidity in Westeros or George has made another one of his little continuity errors, which he's so famous for. Um, it seems like they do involve gender or eye color a lot of the time. So anyways, on to question six was about the Riverlands house um, that was visited by the royal party in A Game of Thrones, whose sigil is a black plowman on a brown field. And that is House Derry. House Derry. This was a dismal chapter in A Feast for Crows. In it, Jamie revealed that he and Tyrion discovered in their first day at Castle Derry that the Derrys likely still have Targaryen sympathies, which links in with notable members Sir Jonathor Derry of Aerys's Kingsguard and the former master at arms of the Red Keep, Sir Willem Derry, who fled with Viserys and Daenerys to Bravos to save them from Robert's wrath. And on to question seven, which those of you who have read a Night of the Seven Kingdoms or the three parts of Duncan Egg, however you like to describe them, may know. The question was, which house from the Reach split into two branches? Both are apple-related, dot, dot, dot. The answer, the Fossaways. Yeah, it's the Fossaways, the two colors of the apple, the red and the green there. And the Fossaways split into separate branches in 209 AC when... Raymond Fossaway, newly knighted by Sir Lionel the Laughing Storm Baratheon, took the side of Sir Duncan the Tall, opposite his cousin Sir Stephen, the Knight of Cider Hall, in the Trial of Seven at Ashford Meadow. The Red Apple Fossaways are still seated at Cider Hall, whereas the Green Apples are of New Barrel. Both are sworn to the Tyrells, but in the Which Fossaway is Better debate, We'll let Sir Raymond have the final word. Better green than wormy. And on to question number eight now. And this was the one about the noble Reach House whose sigil contains a red huntsman on green and whose ancestral sword is Heartsbane. And that detail might have given the game away for all you fans of Valyrian Steel. And the answer, of course, is House Tarly. Yep, that's right. House Tarly, seated at Horn Hill in the foothills of the Red Mountains. And the current Lord Randall is, as we know, a formidable military figure. His eldest son, Samwell, however, didn't quite live up to his ambitions. And so Lord Randall relieved him of his inheritance by sending him to the Night's Watch. Father and son are on course to meet again in the Winds of Winter, which should be pretty intriguing. And now on to question nine. Which house located on Cape Wrath was founded only just in 282 AC? And that, of course, is House Seaworth. Davos saved Stannis Baratheon from starvation during Robert's Rebellion by smuggling onions and salt fish past the Red Wine Blockade. He was granted a keep on Cape Wrath, and he was raised to a knighthood, creating House Seaworth. In accepting his prize, though, he paid the cost for his years of smuggling when Stannis took parts of his fingers on his left hand. Justice. Question 10. Which northern house, whose lands border with the Boltons and Manderleys, have a distinctive bull moose featured on their sigil? The answer 
is, of course, House Hornwood. Yeah, House Hornwood, with their bull moose distinctive sigil. They are principal bannermen of the Starks, but suffer ill luck when Lord Hallis and his heir Darren are killed within days of each other at the Green Fork and Whispering Wood, respectively, leaving a succession vacuum which was apparently forcibly filled when Ramsay Snow married the widowed Lady Donella Hornwood against her will, who was then reportedly left to starve to death. Of note, there does remain a bastard son of House Hornwood, one Lawrence Snow, who may be significant in northern politics going forward. We'll have to see in the winds of winter. And anyway, question number 11. This is about a house known for fighting the Dornish, who have three oak leaves on their sigil. Did you get this one, guys? The answer is House Oakheart. House Oakheart, and of course the most notable Oakheart in the main story is Sir Aerys of the Kingsguard, who gains a point of view and is seduced and manipulated by Arianne Martell. When the Queenmaker plot falls apart, uh, spoilers, Aerys is killed by the sharp axe of Ario Hota. Now, question 12 had to do with the Northern House, who gained an island when a Stark won it in a wrestling match and gave it to them. The answer is House Mormont. We can thank Roderick Stark, who won Bear Island from the Ironborn in a wrestling match and gave it to the Mormonts. We've come to know and love House Mormont as an old, proud, and honorable house with very notable members from the series, including a personal favorite of mine, Gior Mormont, commanding the Night's Watch, his son Jorah, who's rather infatuated with Daenerys, and your sister, Lady Mage, last seen in the vicinity of the Neck with Galbert Glover. And as we're waiting for a conclusion of that tale, it's time to read question 13. This is a hard one. Which house from Sandstone and Western Dorne sports a sigil containing three black scorpions on red? The answer... Corgile. Yeah, I said that that was a tricky one. I think that might have stumped a few of you. But knowing you guys, a few of you might have actually got it. Corgile, you, you might remember their house because Lord Commander Corgile is mentioned on occasion at the wall. He preceded Lord Commander Mormont, who we just mentioned. And it's rumoured that historic Lord Corgile may have been behind the murder by Scorpion of one Lord Lionel Tyrell that led to the undoing of King Darren I's conquest of Dawn and the eventual death of the young dragon. So, a brief summary of the Corgile history there. And on to question number 14. For half a point each, name the two notable houses which were extinguished in 261 AC, which is fairly recently. And the answer is... The Rains and the Tarbecks. Yep, the Rains and the Tarbecks are the two Westerlands houses who rebelled against their Lannister overlords in a revolt, which was an attempt to capitalize on the weakness of Lord Tytos Lannister. However, his son Tywin brought a swift end to the rebellion in a 
brutal fashion, including the trapping of the rains down a mine, which was then forcibly flooded, drowning every last member of the house. Uh, Both rebellious houses were completely obliterated, and the song, The Reigns of Castamere, is still a source of pride for the Lannisters and fear for their foes. And now, question 15, the final question. This was our softball, remember? Which house with a strategic seat has two blue towers and a bridge on silver as their sigil... The answer is, can we all say, boo, boo, boo. house fray. <laughs> yeah, boo, house fray. I wonder if we'll feel a bit more sympathetic if certain things happen to them in the next book. We'll have to see. But the phrase become a huge deal to the plot when Rob Stark breaks his promise of betrothal to one of their women. Lord Walder Frey is very thirsty for revenge, which really drives the Red Wedding where guest right is violated and the Stark contingent are slaughtered and captured. Check out our Catelyn and also our double-parter Rob episodes, if you haven't already, for a detailed rundown of The Red Wedding, one of the most infamous scenes in modern literature. House Frey might be getting some comeuppance in The Winds of Winter, as I said, which will ask the reader, how far does your thirst for revenge go? We'll see. Okay, so that's 15 questions. What did you score? Thanks so much for playing. Please shout out your scores across social media. We enjoy seeing how you guys did and, you know, checking that we got the difficulty level right in that. And obviously a huge thank you for our guest today, Zach from Game of Owns. Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you're doing on it at the moment so some of our listeners can think of subscribing. Thank you so much, Oak Boy. Um, Game of Owns turns 400 episodes old this weekend. Hannah and I are recording our episode for Daenerys 6 and Cersei 8 from our combined reading order we created with some friends called A Feast with Dragons that combines A Feast for Crows and A Dance with Dragons. And 400 episodes. Yay. Thank you. 400 episodes and maybe 400 more, depending on how long the next two books are. We will see. Well, Zach, here's to 400 more. So you guys listening, please subscribe and try out the Game of Owns podcast. We highly recommend it. If you're a book reader, they've got a reread and they're also great in show seasons. So definitely check them out. And thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. This is so fun for me. Yeah, well, we were really happy to have you here. This was very fun. It was fun for us, too. Um, Like we said at the beginning, it was great to meet you uh, last month at Ice and Fire Con. The best. It was definitely the best. Definitely get you to uh, be meeting up with Yoke Boy as well sometime soon. Yeah, and we will be back with a new regular episode before too very long. We hope you listeners all had fun today, and we'll see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.